High FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. My guest today is going to deal with a, a subject I don't think any of us would have necessarily thought of. Um, it's a great deal of work he's done in this regard, but it's likely to raise some eyebrows just partly because it's coming from the IRR and partly because it is what it is. Our Deputy Head of Policy Research, Martin van Sladen, welcome to the IRR show. Thanks, Sarah. It's great to be here. Um, Martin, you have been on before, so you should be a, a familiar voice to our audience. You have produced an index of race laws. What is an index of race laws and why have you produced it? Yeah, so it struck me as quite surprising uh, about a year ago, maybe more, that given South Africa's history of legislated discrimination, I mean, when you ask anyone around the world, uh, race law, the first thing they'll uh, say, South Africa, apartheid, Given that history uh, that that we've had, that there is no updated list or an index or a record of all the acts of parliament, the regulations, the judgments of the superior courts that actually says, well, the race law that we're talking about, here it is. That is it. That is the corpus, as as people in, in lawyers speak like to say, there is that corpus of race law. None, nothing like that existed. Obviously, we have uh, general lists of legislation. Wikipedia has a very short uh, list of apartheid legislation. The Nelson Mandela Foundation has a, a sub page of a sub page that lists some notable pieces of apartheid legislation, but there is nothing uh, really. I, I don't I don't know if I should use this word scientific. Uh, that really says, well, here is all of that. And the other thing is all of them stop at the uh, end end of the apartheid era. So uh, the, those would be uh, a few race laws here in the 1980s. And they act as if after that, the race law in South Africa simply stopped. Now, I think uh, people who are familiar with the IRR's work, people who are broadly familiar with how the ANC governs in South Africa know that that's simply not the case. And that in and after 1994, democratic government, in fact, continued uh, with the called a legislative or a statutory tradition in South Africa of adopting laws that make your race, your ethnicity, or your skin color somehow legally relevant. At common law, your skin color is entirely irrelevant. You need a statute to make it relevant. And the previous government and this government certainly have done that. So the index of race law, very simply, is a, uh, a research project where I and, and some others who assisted uh, some time ago at, at the conceptual phase just went to available um, sources of old South African legislation, uh, 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 databases of government gazettes and so forth, and started looking through all the legislation that the South African Parliament, which was created in the year 1910, uh, what that body has adopted, which makes race or skin color relevant. And this has all been uh, put in a, a table format. And uh, that is the index of race law. And currently, and this number is always going to change because every time I, I open the uh, database again to do some more research in other pieces of legislation, I find more race law, especially during the early years of parliament, the 1910s, 20s, 30s. Uh, but where the number currently stands is that there are 313 piece, acts, acts of parliament 
uh, that make race relevant that have been adopted since 1910. 116, 116 of them have been adopted since and including 1994. So that is a huge number. And today, as we sit here, there are 132, 132 acts of parliament that are operative and applicable that have racial aspects that make race relevant somehow. So this is something that you won't really see in any other uh, democratic state. Maybe India, Malaysia, you'll, you'll find something here and there. Uh, increasingly in America, a small handful. But really, I would be surprised if anywhere outside South Africa, you'll be able to say in the democratic world that 132 acts of the national legislature somehow make skin color relevant uh, in commerce, in society, in culture, etc. So uh, I think uh, at least a very important project, something important to quantify given the nature of South African law and politics, uh, and the initial findings of these numbers I've just mentioned, to me at least, are quite startling. It commences when South Africa became a, a union in 1910, and goes up to date. So we're looking at considerably over 100 years worth of legislation. Mm. But what you're saying with regard to the number of laws currently in place, some are, 116 of them were, were enacted after 1994, and the remainder are laws that were enacted before 1994, so under the apartheid era, that are still applicable or still relevant to South African jurisprudence. Yes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that is one of the, uh, I believe the index is going to reveal many uh, future anomalies and, and phenomena like that, but this is one of them. So for instance, there is the 1921 uh, Bethelsdorp Settlement Act, uh, which I think it's maybe an error that parliament just doesn't know that this thing still exists. But this was an act that parliament adopted to give Bethelsdorp or a part of it to the colored community. And that act, as far as, as I could tell, is operative today. Of course, it's not, uh, uh, it's not being enforced. That's, that's, of course, true. But the standard that we're using is that unless it has been explicitly repealed, and by far most uh, uh, race laws from the past have been repealed, unless it's been explicitly repealed, we uh, regard it as operative. But then there's also some other uh, uh, interesting phenomenon where pre-1994 legislation, which was originally non-racial, have been made racial by the ANC's democratic parliament. So here one uh, has the example of the 1936 Insolvency Act. Mm -hmm. There is the 1940 Industrial Development Corporation Act and the 1941 Merchandise Marx Act. I believe there's probably a few others, but these are, are free acts of parliament from the pre-democratic era that have been racialized in the democratic era. Uh, uh, to provide, for instance, the Industrial Development Corporation's provision. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it says now. Uh, the, the index will eventually point to the exact provisions and, and provide extracts. But it's something like the corporation must focus on providing uh, funds to previously disadvantaged groups. Uh, that's certainly a, a race law uh, term, phrase. Uh, that's that's how we discover these race laws. We look at the, the phrases that have, have been used and, and find them in the act. Um, so we have pre-democratic pre legislation that 
continues in operation today. Uh, uh, there's uh, acts about pension fund benefits for the colored representative council and the Indian representative council from the 1970s, 60s, I believe. Uh, those have been amended in the democratic era, but their racial provisions still remain. Now, that may be for a pragmatic reason. Uh, uh, it might be for an entirely justifiable reason even, but nonetheless, it remains race law. Um, and and, and this, this is a, a, something that, that users of the, the index should note, and that is that even though the IRR is avowedly non-racialist in its normative substantive outlook on public policy, the, the, the index itself does not make any judgments, uh, uh, it, it doesn't judge uh, this government or the previous government, uh, it simply notes whether the act is racial or not. So a lot of people I know are going to say, but how could you? How could you say that the democratic government has adopted these, these 116 uh, race laws when it's been done precisely for good intentions so mm -hmm. as to equalize the past. Well, that's that's fine. And I'm sure Hendrik Verwurt also had good intentions when he uh, spearheaded many of the legislation uh, that led to grand apartheid. Uh, I'm sure before him, Malan and Smuts, uh, the prime ministers, also had good intentions. Uh, it, it would be a logical mistake. It would be a, a practical mistake for us to in any way, shape or form, uh, factor into account the intentions that went into the racialization of law, because if we only look at bad intended laws, there would be no index, there would be no race law, because everyone at, at some level thinks that they're the good guys and what they're doing is good. So so yes, uh, this list, uh, uh, there's going to be a few anomalies here, uh, uh, quite a few apartheid era laws still operative today. Uh, many of them have been de-racialized, um, uh, uh, thankfully, but uh, there is that, that, that one three two number uh, reflects the, uh, all the laws that are still racial, uh, that, are, that are operative today. Uh, so yes, uh, it's, 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 I think it's going to be an interesting resource for, for investors, for historical researchers, for social, social researchers uh, to really uh, uh, dig in and then see what what anomalies, what trends, etc., they can find. Uh, and yes, as I said, uh, this is going to be a work in progress. It's going to expand. I'm sure a few more laws are going to be added. And in the future, we want to look at court judgments as well. Again, from both eras, at regulations, provincial ordinances and acts, and even municipal uh, uh, acts uh, during the pre-democratic era, we had quite a few apartheid measures implemented at the local level. So yes, it's 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 going to be interesting, and I think it's going to be a useful resource. Well, I've heard that some commentators who've looked at it have said, "Yeah, but you know, okay, you know, it's got an act, which has got a name and a number, but." It doesn't, there's no commentary, there's no comment on it. And am I correct in saying that from what you've said, that that isn't the intention? The intention is to put it out there and for those who read it to do with it what they will. Yes, exactly. It's it's supposed to be a, 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 a let's call it an objective resource. I don't like that word. Anywhere you have humans involved, there's going to be a large measure of subjectivity. Um, but the intention, at least, is for this to be a useful resource for people who agree with the IRR and for people who uh, who support race law in principle, even as a restorative measure. I think it could be useful for the, for them as well. Um, yes, we. Uh, on the index currently, there is no commentary. Uh, what we wish to do in the future, and hopefully we'll be able to do this in the new year, 
is uh, create a link for each act and provide the extract for why we regard that act as racial. Uh, we will not be providing the full text of the acts because uh, unfortunately the uh, it's it's quite a Byzantine process mm -hmm. to uh, to display an act of parliament with all its amendments up to date. Usually you you'd have to have six or seven government gazettes open in front of you to get a clear picture of where the act started and where it ended. So we won't be doing that. Uh, we will simply be link, uh, having a page for every act and extracting uh, racial provisions, maybe explaining why we regard those provisions as as racial. However, I think in, in nine out of 10 cases, it will be immediately self-evident why a given provision is racial or not. You make the point that essentially what is apparent as regards the period of the African National Congress's um, majority in government over the last near 30 years, it is not presided over the deracialization of South African law. And what is the significance of that, and particularly in light of the fact that, as you point out, the Constitution, non-racialism is a legal imperative found mm -hmm. in the Constitution. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the uh, second provision of the Constitution, I believe. Section 1B of the yeah. Constitution says that South Africa uh, is uh, uh, dedicated to non-racialism and non-sexism. Uh, it's a foundational provision. And uh, uh, at least according to my reading of legal orthodoxy, that means that whenever the Constitution is interpreted, even whenever South African law is interpreted, these provisions must be foremost in mind. So you cannot go into the constitution to read something which is somewhat ambiguous or vague and then read race into that. So that is, for instance, what the ANC government and its jurists in the uh, constitutional court and the other courts have done. And that is, for instance, uh, section nine of the constitution, the equality provision uh, provides uh, for legal equality, but it has a, a provision that says government may take legislative measures to advance those who have been disadvantaged by unfair discrimination and uh, effectively allows for fair discrimination, uh, uh, quote unquote. Now, what the ANC has done, what the courts have done is read into that, that the government may impose racial public policy in South Africa. Now, that is to my mind, completely incorrect, because that ignores the non-racial imperative of Section 1B, which you must bear in mind. So you can't, you cannot read race into what is fair discrimination. What fair discrimination, at least into my legal mind, means, even when applied to race, is that when you are shooting a film that uh, you need an actor to play Nelson Mandela and a short, fat, white woman shows up and says, I want to play Nelson Mandela in your movie, then you are in fact allowed to say, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I am allowed to fairly discriminate against you for you to not play this role. You do not fit the role by the very nature of what I am doing. That is fair discrimination. The government has read that, has read fair discrimination to mean it may engage in the racial engineering at large of South African society to force businesses, cultural clubs, even if you read uh, uh, recreational clubs, if you read the sports and amendment, sports and recreation amendment bill, uh, to be racially representative. They've obviously uh, applied this to government bodies, but the constitution specifically allows 
government bodies uh, or, or uh, in, it requires that government bodies be racially representative. So there are free provisions in the constitution that allow uh, uh, racial representativity in the courts, in the public service and in the chapter nine commissions. So there the constitution itself is race law. Uh, we can't shy away from that, but everything else, the private sector, society, our government, for instance, enforces eight speech legislation, all of that must necessarily be non-racial. And this is something that the ANC has, has lost sight of. It has, or well, perhaps uh, did, did not have sight of uh, from the beginning, but it has attempted and it has succeeded in, in uh, 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 continuing on with the, the tradition of racialization in statutory instruments. So what, what we see, most of them are uh, 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 demographic representativity laws that require committees, boards, uh, and other uh, uh, bodies inside government to be demographic demographically representative. That is constitutional, but it is not, uh, it, it's not non-racial. But then the most pernicious and most damaging forms of laws that the ANC has adopted, the Employment Equity Act, Broad-Based Black Economic Empowerment Act, and the Prefer Preferential Procurement um, Policy Framework Act, these go way beyond the constitutional bounds. And they, uh, to put it simply, racialize commerce in South Africa. They tell ordinary private society that when you appoint people, you must factor in their race. It's a, it's color bar, color bar legislation like we had with the Mines and Works Act 1911. Uh, it's the same type of legislation that is completely unconstitutional. But more than that, at a more basic level, uh, is that, uh, as I mentioned earlier, the ANC has not re really reduced the number of, of race laws applicable in South Africa. It was the outgoing National Party government uh, from the late 70s through to the early 90s that really repealed most uh, racial acts of parliament, uh, uh, by far most of them. Um, and the ANC hasn't really seen it as a an important mission to continue that trend of deracializing even pre-democratic uh, pre laws. So as I said, many of these remain on the book. Uh, and 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 uh, some of them have been retroactively racialized. So if you if you ask anyone abroad who deracialized South African law, you will hear it was the ANC, and that is simply not true. The the, the facts tell us that that is not the case. Uh, South African law uh, was largely deracialized by the outgoing authoritarian uh, apartheid government, maybe for opportunistic reasons, sure. But it was not uh, uh, in any significant sense the ANC. And it's important that we point out that, in fact, the ANC has simply continued the tradition of racializing our law, even though our common law and our constitution says that the law must be non-racial. So could one then say that even if it's not, it wouldn't be considered formal policy, that essentially the, the position that the ANC has taken is to say that the detrimental effects of past discrimination must be met by present and future discrimination. Yes, that is, that's the way uh, that they reason. So we've had ANC supporters. I'm not sure if an a a high-placed ANC member themselves uh, have said this, but effectively rejecting the idea of non-racialism. In fact, pining for what is uh, contemporarily called anti-racism, uh, uh, also a misnomer. 
mm-hmm. effectively saying that if you adopt non-racialism, then that simply means you accept the inequitable in, in distri- distribution of resources that apartheid gave us. Uh, and that is as good as, in fact, continuing with apartheid discrimination and laws. And that, in fact, what you have to do is you need to reverse that by applying, effectively taking the same apartheid law and uh, uh, spinning it around and uh, almost like uh, pressing delete and and reversing uh, uh, what that law did. Now, anyone with basic a basic understanding of economics will uh, and well, society will understand that uh, this complex system, society, the economy. You you can't do that. It's not possible. You cannot, after a hundred years of legislative discrimination, just say, "Oh, not easy." We take the uh, Population Registration Act. We take the Group Areas Act. We just uh, remove black, put in white, remove white, put in black. Press enter, and uh, hurrah! We've now reversed the inequities of the past. That's that's simply not how it works. Um, I think uh, it, it's clear that the non-racial uh, sentiment is by far the superior one, and that is to say, listen, the the we've created massive inequality, massive poverty, and a massive destruction of the human dignity of of millions of South Africans through legislated racialism, and the best antidote to that is to stop doing that, to stop treating people uh, based on an inborn characteristic, uh, and rather rather look at their circumstances. Now, I'm personally not a fan of expanding a welfare state. I think that comes with its own uh, list of, of problems, but it's far more superior uh, to, to, to racializing law to rather say, listen, let's, let's look at your socioeconomic circumstances, white, black, colored Indian, and we address that specifically. Uh, race is not a proxy for disadvantage. It's far far simpler to use disadvantage as a proxy for disadvantage uh, because it is so in your face it is quite easy to measure uh, and when you add the distortionary effect of race to that in fact you are uh, and this is this is quite trite at this stage uh, with what the the be web of laws have achieved and that is to take already wealthy uh, uh, black businessmen and make them astronomically wealthier uh, at the expense of of uh, poorer people who are expecting service delivery um, uh, and not getting it because contracts are being awarded based on race rather than the ability to actually deliver a service. So this is the same in, in public procurement. So it's 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 totally backfired. The ANC sentiment that uh, that you need to continue with racialized law to address the racial injustices of the past. Uh, it might seem intuitive at some level, but I think reality shows us that that's, that simply doesn't work. And therefore, there is no good reason why the ANC uh, uh, has continued racializing South African law, uh, it, very much contrary to, to the constitutional promise and to, well, the very nature of law, uh, which is about ordering society according to universal and generally applicable rules. Well, Martin, I think you've actually answered the question, the questions I haven't asked, but was about going to ask. So all I can say is I think it's a fascinating project because essentially it's in a way it's very, it's technical and it's meant to be non-emotional, but existence of us and the idea, the indication of how many racial laws we have, we have had and still have 
is going to produce a level of debate that would would rather surprise us, um, particularly as you get into your last mission, because I think you'll be retired and you still won't have finished the job of looking at the provincial and municipal uh, laws as well as the regulations that uh, similarly um, reflect our propensity to uh, put racialism into our uh, into our legislation. Mm. Uh, Martin, thank you very much for joining us, and um, I'm sure. As it develops, we will be able to talk about some of the consequences of having done a project like this. Mm, yeah, no, thanks, Sarah. And uh, if, if any of the listeners are interested in having a look at the index, uh, it is uh, racelaw.co.za. Quite simple. Oh. Uh, and yeah, please, if anyone knows of any uh, laws of acts of parliament from the past or the uh, democratic era that we might have missed, uh, just scroll over to the contact page on the website and please do let us know. So basically, it's, we're looking at a public participation exercise. Yes. Um, it's just out there for everyone to see. And uh, Martin, once again, thank you. And we'll keep in touch on this. Thank you very much, Sarah.